0: Hello, we're the Vitalize and Grow podcast, here to give you top tips on how to take your marketing and communications to the next level and help you grow. I'm Jenny, your host, and each week I'll be joined by one of my fellow pros to pick apart various PR and marketing topics, demystify the jargon, and give you some practical tips that you can apply to your own business. Occasionally, we'll be bringing on some special guests for bonus episodes. You can find all the latest episodes and keep in touch with us at adpr.co.uk or find us on all the socials. You can find the handles in our bio. So grab your cuppa and join us and don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss the latest episodes. Hello and welcome back to the Revitalise and Grow podcast. I'm Jenny and today I am joined by my colleague Becky and we are going to be talking about data driven PR. Uh, We both recently attended the latest PR Week measurement conference um, so we thought it was a good time to revisit measurement um, and how data actually helps to both inform campaigns and obviously make sure that you know you're measuring it correctly and you can show the impact of the work that you've been doing. Um, We both do not believe that PR is not measurable, which is obviously a bit of a myth that goes around. We definitely think it is measurable. You just need to be measuring yes. the right stuff. So, yes, <laughs> with the, without further ado, um, Becky, what I suppose generally, what do people typically measure for a PR campaign?
1: Well, let's start off hope, by saying that hopefully nobody's measuring AVs or PRVs anymore because mm. they are long gone, and we all know that they. Don't mean anything. I know lots mm-hmm. of people, bosses, et cetera, like numbers um, and big numbers, but let's be really honest and let's dig a little bit deeper and think about what actually is of a- valuable to the brand, to the organization. And when we're talking about campaigns or whether it's a retainer and it's a project or it's a time period that we're looking at, what does success look like? And specifically for PR, if it's um, like media relations, that might be things like, coverage but coverage in the right magazines if you set a kpi at the start and say i want to i want to see my name in 20 pieces of coverage where what coverage is valuable what coverage is going to be talking to the right audience or actually gonna potentially help you um kind of feed into those wider business objectives Mm -hmm. of things like sales click-throughs um Mm. audience to the website web traffic Engagement, things like that. So, we need to talk about tiering our media and something that we do with our clients. So, if it's a sailing brand, we might look at Sailing Today, we might look at All at Sea, Practical Boat Owner. Um, If it's an outdoor brand, we might be looking at titles like Country Walking, Trail Magazine, etc. So, it's really important that we get specific with the types of media and drill really, really detailed, drill down into what magazines we think are the most valuable, which ones are good but not you know top tier Mm -hmm. so we have kind of gold and silver tiers and then we have other so that might be whether smaller publications it might be local publications and for different campaigns those tier media will change Mm -hmm. um and absolutely between brands and organizations they'll be totally different so um tiered media is really important key messages like inclusion of key messages within the coverage so um you need to work out what they are how to weave them in really nicely because don't forget that PR is earned coverage not necessarily paid for and that content is slightly different Um, things like calls to actions inclusion of web links inclusion of images because that enhances the coverage um, and can help with um, emotional response to the article as well and things like sentiment too so what are they really saying how is your brand perceived within that article if it's an article etc so I guess out of that is like don't feel the pressure and don't succumb to that pressure just to deliver on big numbers or come up with some massive number to impress the ceo Mm. or the md or whoever your boss is actually dig deeper and find out more about what is valuable what what matters and there is it's a bit of a
0: combination of both isn't it? because i think typically what what and hopefully people are move i think it's a it's a really mixed bag isn't it some some people listening will be like, absolutely, we don't just measure on you know, absolutely not AV, absolutely not just on reach. Um, but some people are, and we know, and we know that when we speak to people, it's it's and it's because there's not necessarily an understanding of how how to link that to, as you say, the that sort of bottom line sales stuff, the impact stuff. Um, and it's it's not to say that some of those numbers don't matter absolutely you can report uh-huh. uh, not AVA that is not what I'm talking about but reach no, no. <laughs> reach um you know immediate might be reach in uh on social media it might be you know the number of the number of likes and how many followers you have and things like that are we're not saying to discount them but it's how you make that link isn't it the, that sort of link into what the impact is and I know it It can be really hard and we know one of our challenges as an agency is often the data we need to make that link and that bridge is held by our clients. We don't necessarily have access to that data um, and we have to do a lot of education around having access, why having access to that data is important. So, for example, you know, it is increases in sales, it is footfall, you know how you've got into a new market and that sort of information is useful for us because we can link our activity to it mm-hmm. so yep. being able to say that actually peaks in activity and the results that we've got have resulted in peaks in sales or sales. peaks in yep. you know access to different markets or different um new pieces of business that have come in from retailers for example <laughs>
1: be scary for clients and that's often why there's like sometimes a nervousness around it or Mm. the team that we're working with is part of a wider organization and we're the regional team for example in the uk and ireland maybe um and there's a nervousness because it's like oh that's really really confidential data or data that's like really Important to our business. But what I think is important and as those relationships develop is actually understanding that we want to be a part, we want to be a part of that team. We want to be an extension of your team. And in order for us to support, whether it's a marketing manager or sales director or whoever our contact is, in order to support them and show the real impact and the real value of what we're doing without using something like an AVE, because that gives you mm. a financial. Value, which we know is not very good. Um, In order to be able to show that value, we need to be able to have those insights and look at them so we can absolutely attribute spikes in sales, like you've Mm -hmm. said, to a piece of work that we've done or like, you know, access to Google Analytics means that we can track the sources of people coming onto the website or their journeys on the website and therefore review that and then if necessary, amend what we're doing or slightly pivot or look at how that market or that audience has been segmented and see if we need to like adapt next time mm-hmm. or in the middle of a campaign. Or actually that worked really, really well. We can see that the traffic came from these three articles that we'd secured and therefore we need to look at new ways that we can secure articles in that publication or that topic's a really hot topic, let's talk about that more, let's look for new opportunities to be able to position someone at your brand as the expert in that sector. So it's It's not just a case of wanting to be nosy, for example, or, you <laughs> know, we're never going to do anything that we shouldn't do with that data. Um, I think Google Analytics is also quite... Um, like quite well developed in that you can give people restricted access so you can only look at these five things or you can set goals with your team and then only track these so that you can't amend the Mm -hmm. wider dashboard and therefore change the views or reporting for someone else that is using google analytics for example
0: and it's and i think one of the things Which I think, because obviously often there's a budget question as well, isn't there, around getting Mm -hmm. the data you need in the first place. So, you know, because ideally what you have from the very beginning is you've got a whole set of data that you're going to use that even informs your campaigns in the first place. So that is your audience data, you know, audience mapping, customer mapping, knowing who they are, what they do, what motivates them. Um, And then equally they're perception of your brand like, and, and business and um do they know about you do they you know what do they think of your culture and leadership and would they recommend you to a friend um all of that sort of data that you can benchmark against regularly either after campaigns or at the end of a financial year um but the and i think there is that concern around well that's The cost of that but actually it's an investment that's so worth making because it means you are not you know you're not kind of guessing (laughs) on what you're doing you are you are actually using data to drive those different campaigns Mm -hmm. and then you've got something really solid to measure against too at the end of it which isn't just the stuff we've talked about there like sales and footfall and the sort of the business stuff it is a brand PR marketing metric, but mm-hmm. you've got still got something quite solid that you can measure against, um, and that can be that can be tricky to get over the line. We understand, you know, for from an us as an external point of view, and when we talk to um, clients and a marketing team, sometimes it's quite difficult for them to convince people higher up, sort of in that C-suite or, or boards, that actually this kind of work is really, really worth that investment because it is an investment. You will see it back because you will see how much it informs those campaigns and how impactful they will be. And it also, yeah, just gives you that great benchmark to, to measure against. So you know where you're going right and you know where potentially you need to pivot and go elsewhere.
1: I think, yeah, you make really good points there as well that benchmarking is really important Mm. because there's no point evaluating all of that or doing some market research or focus groups, for example, at the end of the campaign, if actually you haven't done it at the start as well or a certain time period that you've got something to Mm. review against.
0: There was a good example, wasn't there, from one of the speakers. Um, She worked for Mars Wrigley. Yes. Um, on the panel and they'd, they'd done a big confectionery campaign. Was it for Bounty? Oh, I think not I,
1: my Bounty. No more Bounty.
0: I can't remember if it was that campaign or another one that they did, but essentially oh. she was saying they hadn't done the proper benchmarking at the beginning. So they'd had incredible results, um, but actually they couldn't prove, even though they could say there has been an increase in sales and there was all of this actually they didn't have that sort of marketing benchmark to go Mm -hmm. back to to say actually the perception had changed and the awareness had Mm -hmm. changed and people now knew that we're a more sustainable company so they couldn't prove it even though they could say yes it was successful. We know it was. We know.
1: <laughs> we feel it in it's our deep guts. learning curve. Yeah, yeah, that was the Galaxy campaign that they did with the um uh cocoa communities, women yes. in cocoa communities, and they'd done this yeah. amazing campaign about how they were um like supporting these women in these cocoa mm. communities around the world um with their campaign and with the sales of a specific galaxy product um but yeah they'd not done any benchmarking and they'd Mm. also not thought about the wider impact so yes it was a really successful campaign but actually they couldn't measure certain things Mm. because they hadn't benchmarked so yeah yeah frustrating it was a successful campaign which was amazing but in order to show absolutely show impact and be able to review to the board and be like, this really worked. This Mm. is why we need this level of investment. Or this is why we want to grow this campaign next year, because look at what our consumers now think Mm. of us as a brand or look at what the reputation of our brand is. These like brand metrics and brand reputation, they're really important metrics, but they're always going to be the metrics that uh, take longer, cost a bit Mm. more to do and evaluate afterwards um and they need to be done consistently whether it's at the start of a campaign at the end or mm. like you know on a quarterly basis with your audience or potential audience as well yeah. but they are so valuable um mm-hmm. when you can look at things like that brand loyalty uh, perception of the brand knowledge of products and features and things like that yeah and
0: absolutely, and there was another panelist. I won't say which company they're from, just in case they wouldn't. Well, I'd you know, just in case they wouldn't want me to actually for what I'm, for what I'm about to say. But um, it was interesting. They were a very big tech company, um, and brand, and they were saying actually, when it comes to data, um, they didn't. In order to get things um, through, so it was the it was the marketing um, exec exec who was on the panel, and saying actually, from a board C-suite point of view, they didn't trust data that wasn't um, from their own customer base. So, you know, they not didn't trust, but didn't find it as didn't think it was as valuable as the data that came from their current customer base. So actually, a lot of the work and measurement they did was purely based on their current customer base. So they could still do all that, those reputation metrics, the brand, you know, the brand metrics, um, engage success on a campaign, but was using their current customer base. And of course, that also means that's a much more cost-effective way for you to do it. So definitely have a think about that. If you don't, if you are um the size of your business really is that you do not have budget for external. Um, surveys and data to be gathered. Have a think about how you can use your own customer base to do that, um, because that is better better than nothing, isn't it? That is still you're still gay, and yeah, your customers. Are, you still want to make sure that your reputation with your current customer base is as it should be. So, although you might not be getting data from external um from people that aren't your customers, it's well worth it as a as a budget friendly option yeah
1: definitely because there was a charity on the panel that same panel um that also talked about um you know charities tend to also not have great big budgets or have mm-hmm. to be um a little bit more careful with how they spend their money and they talked about the use of things like um survey monkey of being able to mm-hmm. use that to send out um surveys and generally speaking um if you've already got your own database whether it's customers or past customers or your own opted in Mm -hmm. database, you can use that and try and speak to them with something like a survey monkey to gauge interest or perception or feedback. Um, But similarly, you could do like a one off um, survey with someone like YouGov. um, And this charity was saying it's like 300 pounds to ask like one question. So if there's one big question about your brand Mm -hmm. or about the perception of a particular activity, for example, then that's pretty low cost way of, getting mm. all that data and information that you can use to benchmark and then run it again at um at the end mm. of the campaign or in a year's time once you've had that time to be able to um make your changes or share your news mm. and expertise etc and that seems it it seems pretty obvious but i will
0: say it in case it isn't obvious but as you've said, as you've said there it's you know pick your question carefully because you need to be measuring that same question there's you know, and don't just do it once or twice and then be like, that's it, our work is done. It should be, you know, that key question that you keep coming back to and keep measuring and then you can see the results over long periods of time. And because, you know, often shifting that dial, moving the needle takes time. It's not something that necessarily is overnight. So, or after one campaign, it can take a while. So it's, you know, worth yeah. getting that one that's- so you can revisit it
1: it's important that it's consistent as well. And it's not just like, you're not just a one hit wonder. So you get that feedback that you want or impact of one product or survey or campaign. Actually, it's like brand reputation and brand awareness is a long-term thing because Mm -hmm. it's really important that, you know, you're engaging with your audience, but that you continue to engage with their audience and give them things that they like or love, whether it's a new products that are coming through or campaigns or information and education. So it's really important that it is like the long game. It's not just a mm. flash in the pan overnight. Yeah, quick, everyone's going to love us overnight. Actually, um, the consumers are really savvy these days and they care about who they buy from or brands that they're associated with. So it has to be like brand reputation, All of that needs to be something that's, you know, consistent, Mm. regular, happens over a long period.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And in terms of, um, and I think there's lots of different models you can use, isn't there, for for measurements and for creating your campaigns. I think we we heard from a few different and people all the different them they all use different models don't they and different frameworks but yeah. that was an yeah. important point to take is that actually different things are important to different companies too as long as you're measuring the stuff that is important to you that's great you know and that's not going to be the same for every single company so you need to decide what is important to you and similarly as you mentioned earlier Becky like sometimes you know Boards can get real data fatigue. They don't. They don't want all the stuff that just doesn't really matter. They want the one big number. But pick what that one big number is, not AVEs, but like something, (laughs) and not reach, but actually something that meet that is meaningful, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and just deliver that. You know, you don't need to kind of completely bombard them with all this different data. You get to. To choose
1: what is the most important piece to deliver
0: um, and it's really
1: important that what you choose is something that you agree with and you have that kind of conversation with whoever it is you're reporting to because mm-hmm. if you don't believe in it or you think there's a better metric um, or you want to do both if you've got the time the resource etc then um, have that conversation because it's really important that what you are reporting against is generally, genuinely important to the business and to the role that you're playing. And you can therefore make a difference and make an impact in terms of looking at your results and, you know, using that for the next campaign and for next year's budgets, etc. cetera. Um, something else that was interesting was kind of talking about the media landscape when we're talking about kind of reporting and speaking to our audience whether it's through, through things like coverage etc but also how it's not just print and online anymore and I think mm-hmm. over the last couple of years particularly obviously social media has taken off and lots of most brands are on social media and therefore social is part of reporting but also other things like um podcasts as well and how mm-hmm. how do we measure everything and how do we listen to everything there isn't there still isn't one system that ticks every single box and does it really well and, you know, you click a button and you get your reports at the end, Um, particularly with things like social media and podcasts where we're all talking on a podcast right now. But, um, you know, people have conversations about lots of different things and brands Mm -hmm. are pulled into it and people talk about what they like, what they don't like, et cetera. Um, So more so just a point I wanted to say about sometimes coverage is just noise on things like... Mm social media and podcast and it's really important if you are listening and digging deep into social media that actually you can cut through that noise and um, look at what those conversations are so you can get a better understanding of Mm. what's being said or what the perception is. I'm really interested I really loved there was a great
0: panel and I think we should do we will do another um, episode on it because I thought it was so interesting we certainly can't go into it now because it's quite a (laughs) a big topic but the kind of but using social listening and monitoring for misinformation, disinformation, disinformation. the difference, yeah. yeah, the difference between the yeah. two, how you sort of mitigate against it, the impact of AI on all of that. And it was um, really interesting. And I think there's there's a lot everyone's trying to catch up on. Um, I don't think we can talk about it now because this is, it's <laughs> huge, but um, I think note to self for another time. <laughs> um but yeah you're right being you know all of it's harder isn't it as the as everything expands quite rapidly sort of having being able to listen to everything and monitor everything and gather all and sort of sift through the nonsense and find the stuff that really matters um, is all very time consuming but very important yeah that's not great news for everyone is it it's really important no. <laughs> it does take a long time though
1: <laughs> it does yeah so actually that's really important where we talk about um like purpose and value and like why are we doing what we're doing what are we trying to achieve and if time and resources are something you need to be considerate of um or you know we don't have massive big budgets budgets sorry like some of the big brands do, then let's be really careful about how we're spending money. But be really targeted, segment your audience, pick a particular time or campaign that you're mm-hmm. going to work on something in a specific time period that means something to your business, whether it's like, a I don't know, a sailing regatta or an awareness month, for example. So actually drill down and understand that data a little bit more And make sure that what you're creating in terms of campaign has a purpose Mm. and has a value to your business and outcomes and your audience, as opposed to, you know, let's get loads of coverage and do a big stunt and hope it looks really cool. And people talk about it for the whole year, Mm -hmm. because what does that really mean? Are your key messages getting across? What are the calls to action? All of these other questions come through. Um, So, yeah, it's really important to try and be targeted and I know yeah. that might not be what you always want to hear because you want to do big campaigns all the time and they're fun and they are, but it's about what you want to achieve at the end. Mm. What What's going to be successful for your business? Yeah. And we've talked
0: about using data to measure, um, you know, the impact and measure sort of moving that needle with your audience, but also, um, you know, data is really, really valuable to get insights on your audience. So I know you talked about Survey Monkey back is a good sort of you know good cost effective um way of doing it or we've talked about going to your current customer base but really sort of find out if, pick your question or a couple of questions about motivation you know something that's going to be important to you something you want to find out about your audience like what is it and that is going to be different for everyone so I'm afraid I can't give you the answer (laughs) to that like it will be entirely different for everybody but what is the motivation you're trying to find out about your audience like what is the question set that question you know get get that out to whoever you can you know within your budgets then look at what that data comes back as, and look at what those trends are, what those, and and look at the insights. And then actually be like, do you know what? We haven't realized that this is something that really motivates our audience, which is actually a bit of a problem because we don't do that at the moment. And we need to, or we do, and we don't tell, we didn't even realize that that was important and we don't tell people about that. So, and that informs what you should be doing. So and then you can map other metrics around it in terms of how they perceive your brand. But actually, there's different, you know, there's different ways to use data. It doesn't necessarily have to be how you are measuring things. It can also just be getting those audience insights. So, again, there are way, there are small and big ways to do that. You know, depending on the size of your budget and what time you have, what resources you have internally or or externally. Um, but then, you'll, yeah, you'll find that actually they're the best campaigns you do or the best activity you do because they're actually driven by data and driven by insights rather than sort of – it's a real pitfall, I think, is that we come across a lot where people assume they know their audience, assume they know or just go on demographics and nothing else and not actually on behaviour and motivation and then – often activity can fall a little bit flat because it's not all 40-year-old (laughs) mums behave the same. (laughs) They do not. They do not.
1: (laughs) But really interesting, yeah, really, really important point that you make there. And also um, the latter part is also probably the most important. Like if you're doing that research and looking at setting those questions and getting the information and identifying the trends, then act on what you're given. Don't just do it and then carry on with the campaign you wanted to do in the first place. And they go, nah, I (laughs) don't believe the data. No, it's wrong. (laughs) My audience are wrong. No, actually (laughs) like be influenced by that data. There's a reason that you've done that Mm. activity. So your action or your campaign should be in direct relation to what that data is telling Mm. you. It tells you that I don't know, 40-year-old mums are online between nine and ten once their kids are in bed and they've, I don't know, got a glass of wine in their hand watching something on telly. Are I you mean, spying on me? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I just know you very well. <laughs> but yes. <laughs> so, yeah, just like if you're going to do the research and spend the money and the resource and the investment, then make mm. sure that you listen to it and act as a result of that as opposed to... Yeah. Doing what you wanted to do, anyway.
0: I think, yeah. I mean, it's it's hard for us to sum it all up in in a small podcast, isn't it? But it's, <laughs> in a nutshell, if you want, you know, PR and marketing is very measurable. It just you you have to invest either time or or budget into gathering that data. Um, so it's yeah, really important for measurement, but it also is really important for actually driving what your activity and campaigns are. So you're not kind of blindly, as we say, getting these kind of vanity metrics. It's all very nice mm-hmm. that you can go to your, you know, CEO and say, look, I've got you a full page in the Telegraph business profile page. That's that's great. But what is it? At? So, you know, it's that so what question. And that's what data gives you the answer, yes. to, the answer to that so what question. Yeah. Okay. Um, Anything else? And anything? I mean, I know there was loads, but
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah. No, I think we've covered a lot. I think that's the probably the key points around um, be really specific and really focused on what is of value to your business and what does success look like. Therefore, what are we going to spend the time Mm -hmm. and the resource and the investment on? monitoring and make sure you benchmark so that you've got comparison points um but yeah if you've got the opportunity to also look at your audience or talk to your audience like evaluate that data and look at that data and work out what it tells you and then act on it because you know yeah that's in- yeah. information that's gonna potentially change your business so make sure that you're listening to that data and amending things yeah. pivot change evolve all of that, all of all that. Of that. <laughs> I think as a
0: final parting, we've met. I think we've mentioned it a couple of times, but Amec they do a really good framework, measurement framework that really mm-hmm. encourages you to look at this data first and then plot everything out, and you you know you can really measure in the right way. It's a f- absolutely free tool, free framework to use. Lots of advice um, in terms of how to use it properly, and so that's Amec. So it's A M E C um so google google and it's got a really good framework that you can that you can use um, and adapt to what is, is suitable for your business so um On that note, I think that is it. Thank you again for listening. Um, If you have any questions, if you want to talk any more about um, measurement or anything else, just let us know. You can drop us an email at hello at adpr.co.uk. Get in touch via our, our social media channels or our website. And we shall see you next time.